hello hello and welcome to week 10 day two of our chronological five day a week reading through the bible in a year plan that's a mouthful (laughs) so today we're going to be reading numbers chapters 31 through 33 in the new international version all right here we go Numbers chapter 31, Vengeance on the Midianites. The Lord said to Moses, Take vengeance on the Midianites for the Israelites. After that, you will be gathered to your people. So Moses said to the people, Arm some of your men to go to war against the Midianites and to carry out the Lord's vengeance on them. Send into battle a thousand men from each of the tribes of Israel. So twelve thousand men armed for battle, a thousand from each tribe, were supplied from the clans of Israel. Moses sent them into battle, a thousand from each tribe, along with Phinehas, son of Eleazar, the priest, who took with him articles from the sanctuary and the trumpets for signaling. They fought against Midian, as the Lord commanded Moses, and killed every man. Among their victims were Evi, Rechem, Zer, Hur, and Reba the five kings of Midian. They also killed Balaam, son of Baor, with the sword. The Israelites captured the Midianite women and children and took all the Midianite herds, flocks, and goods as plunder. They burned all the towns where the Midianites had settled, as well as all their camps. They took all the plunder and spoils, including the people and animals, and brought the captives, spoils, and plunder to Moses and Eleazar the priest, and the Israelite assembly at their camp on the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho. Moses, Eleazar the priest, and all the leaders of the community went to meet them outside the camp. Moses was angry with the officers of the army, the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds, who returned from the battle. Have you allowed all the women to live? He asked them. They were the ones who followed Balaam's advice and were the means of turning the Israelites away from the Lord and what happened at Peor, so that a plague struck the Lord's people. Now kill all the boys, and kill every woman who has slept with a man, but save for yourselves every girl who has never slept with a man. All of you who have killed anyone or touched anyone who was killed must stay outside the camp seven days. On the third and seventh days, you must purify yourselves and your captives. Purify every garment, as well as everything made of leather, goat hair, or wood. Then Eleazar the priest said to the soldiers who had gone into battle, This is the requirement of the law that the Lord gave Moses. Gold, silver, bronze, iron, tin, lead, and anything else that can withstand the fire must be put through the fire, and then it will be clean but it must also be purified with the water of cleansing. And whatever cannot withstand fire must be put through that water. On the seventh day, wash your clothes and you will be clean. Then you may come into the camp. Dividing the Spoils The Lord said to Moses, You and Eleazar the priest and the family heads of the community are to count all the people and animals that were captured. Divide the spoils between the soldiers who took part in the battle and the rest of the community. From the soldiers who fought in the battle, set apart as tribute for the Lord one out of every five hundred, whether persons, cattle, donkeys, sheep, or goats. Take this tribute from their half share and give it to Eleazar the priest as the Lord's part. 
from the Israelites half, select one out of every 50, whether persons, cattle, donkeys, sheep, goats, or other animals. Give them to the Levites who are responsible for the care of the Lord's tabernacle. So Moses and Eleazar the priest did as the Lord commanded Moses. The plunder remaining from the spoils that the soldiers took was 67, sorry, 675,000 sheep, 72,000 cattle, 61,000 donkeys, and 32,000 women who had never slept with a man. The half share of those who fought in the battle was 337,500 sheep, of which the tribute for the Lord was 675, 36,000 cattle, of which the tribute for the Lord was 72, 30,500 donkeys, of which the tribute for the Lord was 61, 16,000 people, of which the tribute for the Lord was 32. Moses gave the tribute to Eleazar the priest as the Lord's part, as the Lord's commanded Moses. The half belonging to the Israelites, which Moses set apart from that of the fighting men, the community's half, was 337,500 sheep, 36,000 cattle, 30,500 donkeys, and 16,000 people. From the Israelites' half, Moses selected one out of every fifty persons and animals, as the Lord commanded him, and gave them to the Levites, who were responsible for the care of the Lord's tabernacle. Then the officers, who were over the units of the army, the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds, went to Moses and said to him, Your servants have counted the soldiers under our command, and not one is missing. So we have brought as an offering to the Lord the gold articles each of us acquired, armlets, bracelets, signet rings, earrings, and necklaces, to make atonement for ourselves before the Lord. Moses and Eleazar the priest accepted from them the gold, all the crafted articles, all the gold from the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds that Moses and Eleazar presented as a gift to the Lord weighed 16,750 shekels. Each soldier had taken plunder for himself. Moses and Eleazar the priest accepted the gold from the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds and brought it into the tent of meeting as a memorial for the Israelites before the Lord. Numbers chapter 32, the Transjordan tribes. The Reubenites and Gadites, who had very large herds and flocks, saw that the lands of Jazer and Gilead were suitable for livestock. So they came to Moses and Eleazar the priest, and to the leaders of the community, and said, Ataroth, Dibon, Jazer, Nimrah, Heshbon, Eliela, Sebam, Nebo, and Baon, the land the Lord subdued before the people of Israel are suitable for livestock, and your servants have livestock. If we have found favor in your eyes, they said, let this land be given to your servants as our possession. Do not make us cross the Jordan. Moses said to the Gadites and Reubenites, Shall your countrymen go to war while you sit here? Why do you discourage the Israelites from going over into the land the Lord has given them? This is what your fathers did when I sent them from Kadesh Barnea to look over the land. After they went up to the valley of Eshkol and viewed the land, they discouraged the Israelites from entering the land the Lord had given them. The Lord's anger was aroused that day, and he swore this oath, 
because they have not followed me wholeheartedly, not one of the men twenty years old or more who came up out of Egypt will see the land I promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Not one except Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, and Joshua, son of Nun, for they followed the Lord wholeheartedly. The Lord's anger burned against Israel, and he made them wander in the desert forty years, until the whole generation of those who had done evil in his sight was gone. And here you are, a brood of sinners, standing in the place of your fathers and making the Lord even more angry with Israel. If you turn away from following him, he will again leave all this people in the desert, and you will be the cause of their destruction. Then they came up to him and said, We would like to build pens here for our livestock and cities for our women and children. But we are ready to arm ourselves and go ahead of the Israelites until we have brought them to their place. Meanwhile, our women and children will live in fortified cities for protection from the inhabitants of the land. We will not return to our homes until every Israelite has received his inheritance. We will not receive any inheritance with them on the other side of the Jordan, because our inheritance has come to us on the east side of the Jordan. Then Moses said to them, If you will do this, if you will arm yourselves before the Lord for battle, and if all of you will go armed over the Jordan before the Lord until he has driven his enemies out before him, then when the land is subdued before the Lord, you may return and be free from your obligation to the Lord and to Israel, and this land will be your possession before the Lord. But if you fail to do this, you will be sinning against the Lord, and you may be sure that your sin will find you out. Build cities for your women and children, and pens for your flocks, but do what you have promised. The Gadites and Reubenites said to Moses, We your servants will do as our Lord commands. Our children and wives, our flocks and herds, will remain here in the cities of Gilead. But your servants, every man armed for battle, will cross over to fight before the Lord, just as our Lord says. Then Moses gave orders about them to Eleazar the priest, and Joshua son of Nun, and to the family heads of the Israelite tribes. He said to them, If the Gadites and Reubenites, every man armed for battle, cross over the Jordan with you before the Lord, then when the land is subdued before you, give them the land of Gilead as their possession. But if they do not cross over with you armed, they must accept their possession with you in Canaan. The Gadites and Reubenites answered, Your servants will do what the Lord has said. We will cross over before the Lord into Canaan armed, but the property we inherit will be on this side of the Jordan. Then Moses gave to the Gadites, the Reubenites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, son of Joseph, the kingdom of Sihon, king of the Amorites, and the kingdom of Og, king of Bashan, the whole land with its cities and the territory around them. The Gadites built up Dibon, Ataroth, Aror, Atroth, Shophan, Jazer, Jagbiha, Beth Nimrah, and Beth Haran as fortified cities, and built pens for their flocks. And the Reubenites rebuilt Heshbon, Eliela, and Kiriathaim, as well as Nebo and Baal Maon. These names were changed, and Sibma. They gave names to the cities they rebuilt. The descendants of Maker, son of Manasseh, went to Gilead, captured it, and drove out the Amorites who were there. So Moses gave Gilead to the Makerites, the descendants of Manasseh, and they settled there. Jair, a descendant of Manasseh, 
captured their settlements and called them Havoth Jair, and Nobah captured Kenath and its surrounding settlements and called it Nobah after himself. Numbers chapter 33, Stages in Israel's Journey. Here are the stages in the journey of the Israelites when they came out of Egypt by divisions under the leadership of Moses and Aaron. At the Lord's command, Moses recorded the stages in their journey. This is their journey by stages. The Israelites set out from Ramses on the 15th day of the first month, the day after Passover. They marched out boldly in full view of all the Egyptians, who were burying all their firstborn, whom the Lord had struck down among them, for the Lord had brought judgment on their gods. The Israelites left Ramses and camped at Succoth. They left Succoth and camped at Etham on the edge of the desert. They left Etham, turned back to Pi-Hahirath, to the east of Baal-Zephon, and camped near Migdal. They left Pi-Hahirath and passed through the sea into the desert, and when they had traveled for three days in the desert of Etham, they camped at Mara. They left Mara and went to Elim, where there were twelve springs and seventy palm trees, and they camped there. They left Elim and camped by the Red Sea. They left the Red Sea and camped in the desert of Sin. Then they left the desert of Sin and camped at Dophka. They left Dafka and camped at Elush. They left Elush and camped at Rephidim, where there was no water for the people to drink. They left Rephidim and camped in the desert of Sinai. They left the desert of Sinai and camped at Kibroth-Hatavah. They left Kibroth-Hatavah and camped at Hazaroth. They left Hazaroth and camped at Rithma. They left Rithma and camped at Rimon Perez. They left Ramon Perez and camped at Libna. They left Libna and camped at Rissa. They left Rissa and camped at <laughs> Kehelatha. Kehelatha. They left Kehelatha and camped at Mount Shefer. Shefer. They left Mount Shefer and camped at Harada. They left Harada and camped at Machhelath. They left Machhelath and camped at Tahath. They left Tahath and camped at Tira. They left Tira and camped at Mithka. They left Mithka and camped at Hashmana. They left Hashmana and camped at Mozaroth. They left Mozaroth and camped at Bene Jakan. They left Bene Jakan and camped at Hor Hagid <laughs> Hagid Gad. Oh my goodness. They left Hor Hagid Gad and camped at Jot Batha. They left Jot Batha and camped at Ebrona. They left Ebrona and camped at Ezion Geber. They left Ezion Geber and camped at Kadesh in the desert of Zin. Whew. Then they left Kadesh and camped at Mount Hor on the border of Edom. At the Lord's command, Aaron the priest went up Mount Hor, where he died on the first day of the fifth month of the fortieth year after the Israelites came out of Egypt. Aaron was a hundred and twenty-three years old when he died on Mount Hor. The Canaanite king of Arad, who lived in the Negev of Canaan, heard that the Israelites were coming. They left Mount Hor and camped at Zalmana. They left Zalmana and camped at Punan. They left Punan and camped at Oboth. They left Oboth and camped at Ai 
Abiram, on the border of Moab. They left Aim and camped at Dibon Gad. They left Dibon Gad and camped at Almon Diblathaim. They left Almon Diblathaim and camped on the mountains of Abiram near Nebo. They left the mountains of Abiram and camped on the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho. There on the plains of Moab, they camped along the Jordan from Beth Jeshemoth to Abel Shittim. <sighs> on the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho, the Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, When you cross the Jordan into Canaan, drive out all the inhabitants of the land before you. Destroy all their carved images and their cast idols, and demolish all their high places. Take possession of the land and settle in it, for I have given you the land to possess. Distribute the land by lot according to your clans. To a larger group, give a larger inheritance, and to a smaller group, a smaller one. Whatever falls to them by lot will be theirs. Distribute it according to your ancestral tribes. But if you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land, those you allow to remain will become barbs in your eyes and thorns in your sides. They will give you trouble in the land where you will live, and then I will do to you what I plan to do to them. Wow, guys, that last chapter was a mouthful. <laughs> okay, so that was our reading for today. Numbers chapters 31 through 33. There's actually only 36 chapters in Numbers, so we'll be starting in Deuteronomy pretty soon here. I did want to say, um, so I know I'm pretty inconsistent with um, doing little reactions or things I've learned from the reading, but it honestly is just because some, some days I'm just trying to get through the reading and make sure that I post it. Um, but the reading yesterday that had to do with vows in uh, chapter 30, and then today when um, Moses was keeping those men who promised to help them fight when he was trying to help make them keep their promise in order to basically receive the blessing of the land. That just made me think of how often we make vows without thinking of the repercussions of them and how important it is to really think about promises or vows before we make them. And once we've made a promise or a vow to do everything within our power to follow through on those things. Um, so I just wanted to kind of throw that out there and encourage all of you um, to just be very careful with the vows or the promises you make. And also at the end of chapter 33, um, when it says, but if you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land, those you allow to remain will become barbs in your eyes and thorns in your sides. That just shows me how serious God is about complete obedience to him. Instead of halfway obeying him and saying, oh, I'm just going to you know, do this because God asked me to do it, but I'm not going to do this. You know, I'm not going to do it to this extent. But sometimes God calls us to do something. He always wants us to obey him 100% all the way. 
So if we're just trying to halfway obey him, then that's disobedience regardless, you know? So I would just encourage you in whatever situation God is asking you to obey right now, obey him completely and fully. Don't hold anything back. And I'm saying this to myself as well. Um, But yeah, that's just what I wanted to encourage all of you with today and exhort you to do. So I hope that blessed someone (laughs) or challenged someone in the way they needed to be challenged today. All right. So I hope you all have a good day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.